0: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Under a minute to go. Quickly missed the floater. And Harden with the rebound. And you hear some of the Philly fans cheering here at Madison Square Garden. That's his triple-double with that rebound. 29, 10, and 16. This is part two of the new look. Philadelphia 76ers, Harris with his third field goal.
1: And B just cheesing out there with good reason.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Well, that was uh, that was certainly a game. Uh, with a lot of free throws and occasionally some good basketball. Thank you. Um, and some not-so-good basketball. Plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, my wife, I guess, had been had been uh, a little uh, zoned out for the last few minutes and she saw me get up to go come over here and do this live stream and said uh, oh they lost <laughs> and said I'm sorry uh, and I said no 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 we're, we're past the point of having to say I'm sorry when the Knicks lose I'm not sure when we passed that point exactly at some point in the last uh, month I guess I'm not really sure when In any case, uh, Knicks do lose. Um, This is now their 15th loss in the last 18 games. Um, The season has long ago slipped away, Um, but still enough to talk about for us. Um, Still some good things, still some not so great things. Still some interesting decisions being made uh, by the coach, by the franchise, in terms of where to divert their energy um, how they're continuing to go for wins. We've seen some adjustments uh, over the last few few days, few games at least, in terms of uh, playing time being given to certain players. Although one of the biggest ones, Jericho Sims, I think it's now been revealed that Nerlens Noel is dealing with a plantar fasciitis issue. Um, is that why he's not playing? And Jericho Sims is playing. We don't know what's going on with Taj Gibson. So you know. Um, but I'm sure that's what most people are going to want to talk about. Uh, I know no one's going to want to um, be happy about Alec Burks playing 34 minutes. I get it. Um, you want to see Cam Radish play more than 17. You want to see Obi play more than 16. Hell, you want to see Emmanuel quickly play more than 26. He was awesome tonight. Um, that's probably a good place to start. Uh, are, some other guys had like good games, and we'll talk about them. But I think the only appropriate place to start today um, – is with quickly um 26 minutes five of 13 from the floor three of seven from deep uh 21 points five rebounds one assist you know i take any good signs from quickly that i could get um he is still someone i'm incredibly excited about for the franchise moving forward he is still a guy that i think they are excited about moving forward i don't think for one second they thought about moving on from him at the trade deadline I think they see him as someone they're going to continue to build with. Um, what is he? What isn't he? Those are less interesting questions for me than just getting to see him play well, play with confidence, He play with a lot of confidence um, in this game. And as often is the case, I tweeted it out before, when good things happen for the Knicks this season, it's amazing how often Emmanuel quickly is on the floor for those moments. So uh, good stuff by him today. Um, again, this was a tie game with, like, I don't know how many minutes left, six, seven, eight minutes left. And that was all because of Quickly, all because of Quickly's energy. They actually took a brief lead. Uh, if Cam Reddish could make a, a, a three-pointer, they I think they would have gone up by four or five at one point in the middle of the fourth quarter. Wasn't to be, um, but Quickly played great. Um, and we should say, actually, this was a game that the Knicks led midway through the fourth quarter in which they obviously – had absolutely no answer for Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was doing whatever he wanted. James Harden was doing whatever he wanted. That's not on Nick defenders. That's on the fact that those two guys are playing at peak level. And when they're playing at peak level, they are both top 10 players in the game. Joel Embiid might be uh, the best player in the game. So, you know, good job by the Knicks to stay in the game. I thought they fought. I thought they played hard. I thought they played sound defense. I thought they did all the things that you want to see a team do. Um, as the season is winding down, that are evidence of not quitting, continuing to show fight. Are people going to care about those things in light of uh, the minutes that are being distributed? Probably not, but I think it's worth pointing out. Um, after quickly, I guess the next guy to go to probably would be RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett obviously did not follow up his career high with as good of a game. Um, really, really tough to live around the paint. Against the team with Joel Embiid uh, at, in the middle, um, he did what he could. I thought he picked his spots well. I thought his drives were good. I thought his shot attempts were good. I thought he played. I thought he played well, even though he didn't shoot it well. Um, the free throw thing on the bright side got to the line another ten times. On the downside, missed another four. Um, I think he's going to sort out the stuff much more important to me is the fact that he is now living at the line 32 attempts now over the last two games uh, that blows away his previous high in terms of consecutive games, which was uh, 20 over a two game stretch at the beginning of his rookie year. Um, so nice game from Barrett didn't shoot it well again, but I thought his process was really good and he did what he could. Um, and then, you know, who else you want to talk about? I guess we can talk about Sims. I thought Sims did yeoman's work. Showed himself that he is certainly an NBA player, not easy to go up against Joel Embiid, um, but he did what he could. I actually thought he outplayed Mitchell Robinson, um, not by a significant amount, but I thought he was a little bit better than Mitch. I think it's so refreshing to see a center who can set a hard screen. Um, I also thought he was a little bit more active than Mitch, so great job by Sims. You know, Cam had some flashes. Obi had a couple of nice moments, missed a couple Couple late that you would have loved to to see go down would have made it a little bit a little bit closer game. Um, and Randall, I mean, what do you say about Randall? Um, you know, nice numbers. Got to the line twelve times. Ended up with with sixteen points and ten rebounds and seven assists. To me, what he gives, what he, what he gives you on one end of the court, he takes away on the other end so often. And tonight was one of those games. I thought some of his defensive possessions tonight were were quite frankly embarrassing. Um, fell asleep several times. Uh, doubles with with just uh, no purpose. Um, by the way, we just got confirmation: nerland's Noel is indeed dealing with plantar fasciitis, so that's why he's not playing. No word on Taj. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I just I don't know. I, what what else could we say about Julius Randle that we haven't already said? And um, yeah, Evan Fournier. Save the best for last, right? Uh, Objectively, he had the best offensive game of anyone on the court. Uh, Made a lot of really, really tough shots. Ended up with 24 points on only 16 shot attempts. So uh, good job by him. Uh, Hit your free throws, Evan. 0 of 3 from the line. Um, That's about it. I will now uh, move on to the uh, complaint section of the program, Um, as I'm sure there will be many, uh, as there is not a Nick fan alive, including this one, by the way. Just to be, again, full disclosure. No one wants to see Alec Burks play 34 minutes or, quite frankly, 24 minutes at this point. But it's what you're going to get with a coach who is still trying to win games. And uh, it's a guy that he trusts. You know, it's what happens when you have a solid player on your bench and you're kind of shorthanded, which the Knicks are right now. You're going to see that guy play a lot of minutes um, because the coach trusts him. Did his trust pay off today? No. Hasn't paid off a lot recently. Hasn't really, you know, paid off for a while. But uh, such is life. Okay. Um, Hoover then. Burks has scandalous pictures of Tibbs, right? No, I mean, look, it's not – we've we've gone over this again and again and again. Did Burks shoot well? No. He hasn't shot well for a while. Um, But Tibbs knows what he gives you on both ends of the floor. He's reliable. Um, He's a more reliable player than – I guess who's the alternative option there. Cam Reddish. Um, or I guess, no, people are going to want to say Deuce. Yeah. Well, the Deuce thing is interesting because clearly, uh, Tibbs doesn't trust Deuce yet and is going to keep running Burks out there at point guard. Uh, um, might Deuce be better than Cam? Well, see, that's the problem. Is anybody who would have a thought about defending Tibbs for not playing Deuce McBride at this point and continuing to run out Alec Burks? I actually, I mean, I hope people wouldn't mind if, like, Burks was still playing 20, 24 minutes a game as a swingman. It's what he should be doing. And they were giving Deuce these minutes at point guard. Is he, would, would Deuce be better? Would Deuce be worse? Here's the problem. We don't know. And with every additional game they lose... If you're Tom Thibodeau, you're going to open uh, yourself up to the same criticism game after game after game after game, which is that, like, look, the team has lost 15 of 18 games. Um, They are, by all accounts, out of it. But even if, like, they weren't out of it, like 15 of 18 is 15 of 18. Might it be time to try something different? I I would imagine that Tibbs, if you gave him some truth serum, would probably say something along the lines of, we are trying something different. We shut down Kemba Walker. We're going to give quickly more... um, minutes at the point, which they did tonight. Went okay. Uh they could have used the point guard down the stretch. Certainly could have used the point guard in the second quarter when they were throwing the ball everywhere left and right. Um and those are the minutes that you watch and you say, like Deuce McBride can't be worse than this. You know, a team had what did they have eight turnovers in a five minute stretch or something like that? Something obscene. Like if you drafted the kid, like that's the time where you have to put him in. If not then, then when? Um because what's going on right now is not producing results. And like, whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision, it is a losing decision Um, to say nothing of the fact that you should probably be prioritizing playing younger players at this point. Um, Hannibal miles. What's going on? Hannibal would have loved to see McBride guard Harden, go KFS. Yeah. Um, Thanks Hannibal. Yeah. I would have loved it too. Would have given it a chance. I mean, it's tough to put a rookie on James Harden. I don't care who the rookie is. I would have liked to see that as well. Um, Would it have made a difference in terms of the winning or losing this game? I don't think so. Joel Embiid won this game for the Sixers. Um, They're really good. They're probably going to win a championship this year. So, you know, brace yourself for that. But yeah, I would have loved to see that as well. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Uh, I don't want Tibbs to lose his job. Uh, You're in the minority at this point. But riding Alec Burks the way he does is a one way ticket to the ESPN booth. Stellar game from RJ despite the shots. Yeah, I agree. I thought the process, like I said, from RJ was really good. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I don't – the one thing I can't speak to is how how on board or not on board the front office is with him continuing to play Berks at point, hold Deuce out, maybe not give quickly a starting gig. I, I have no idea. I wish I could speak to that. Um, I would imagine that there are some folks in the front office that would very much like to see Deuce get these minutes. If Tibbs thought that doing this was going to lose him his job, would he still be doing it? Probably not, which is why I have to think that there is at least, you know, tacket approval from the front office in terms of what's been going on. Uh, but that's an assumption. I don't know that for a fact. In any case, um, yeah, I mean, again, you Burks. Burks playing 34 minutes isn't, going to lo- isn't what's going to lose Tibbs' job. Losing 15 out of 18 games and probably another 4, 5, 6 out of 7 or 7 out of 8 or whatever is going to happen over these, these next two weeks. That's what's going to lose t- Tibbs' job. Um, and I, I think he is going to lose his job at this point. Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? Good to hear from you. First time, long time, John. Thanks for chiming in. Tibbs overusing Burks all season has done nothing for his development. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I think I think they, they've developed the perks about as much as as they can. Um, maybe uh, maybe give someone else a shot. Anthony six though, what's going on, Anthony? Uh, the Knicks took the lead late. Then some of the most shameless officiating. Okay, we have an officiating complaint here. I'm I'm here for that. Not sure what you could do with two centers fouled out. Randall playing with four and having to defend six possessions in a row of free throws. I mean that's Joel Embiid and and James Harden. I think. I think there was an argument that Joel Embiid and James Harden are the two most difficult players to officiate in the league today. Um, the only egregious call I thought was the, and it's the one that got Tibbs teed up at the end of the third quarter was that was absolutely a foul on, uh, I forget who it was. It was a cork mass who pushed quickly out of bounds. I thought that was a foul, um, but like, you know, Joel Embiid's going to get these calls. He's been getting these calls since he entered the league. I don't. To me, this isn't a blame the officials loss. This is a Joel Embiid and James Harden are really freaking good um, loss, and uh, the Knicks don't have a point uh, point guard or a guy who can play make with any consistency from the perimeter loss. Um, yeah, is what it is. Uh, Ryan Hoang, what's going on, Ryan? Yeah. Excited to see Ivy with these young guys soon. Yeah. I guess we should probably start having a, a daily, a daily tankathon update, right? That's, that seems only, that seems only fitting. Um, I was looking at it this morning. I don't, I don't see any way. To, I, uh, who knows? At this point, I figure they're going to get the seventh in the lottery standings. Although maybe they moved out to six. It's just like the Kings, how many more games are the Kings winning this year? I don't like that. That things aren't going too well there. Um, the Knicks are uh, three and a half games behind the Kings, and uh, and the Pacers. The Pacers like the Knicks and the Pacers are five games apart. Like are the Pacers really going to win five more games than the Knicks from here on out? I don't know. Um, I think you're going to wind up some six would be. I'd, t- I'd sign for six right now. I think it's probably going to be seven, but I'd love to see Ivy too. Like, uh, I like yeah, Ivy. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, with one more. I'm kind of tired of people saying the Knicks front office has done nothing when they pushed all the right buttons last year, picked IQ Grimes at 25, plus Sims and Rokas. Um, no, they haven't done think they, they drafted well. Uh, the Walker thing blew up in their face. And, you know, I wrote it last week and I – or maybe the previous week. I don't know. It's all running together. But – I think the beginning of the end for Tibbs this season was the day they signed Kemba Walker. Tibbs didn't want Walker, didn't want to play him, didn't want to didn't want to try to make it, well, I shouldn't say that. He tried to make it work, and his way to try to make it work was to try to get Julius Randle to play more unselfishly and to try to get Julius Randle to, to change his game, and in doing so, um, kind of sent Randle off the deep end, or at least in part, I don't know why else Randle went off the deep end. But everything, everything was set up by the Walker signing, and that's on the front office because clearly they wanted him. Although at the same time, like, how are you gonna say no to that? You know, hometown kid, um, not that far removed from good, good play. He's just, you know, they couldn't help that he's he's just so unhealthy. Um, you know, but the front office also has to own the fact that they like didn't go hard after Alonzo Ball at the trade deadline. They have to own the fact that they didn't go after Demar Derozan. This summer, they have to own the fact that, like, um, you know, they threw a lot of money at Evan Fournier. And Evan Fournier, although, like, this is what Evan Fournier is, doesn't mesh with this team. Um, and especially once you added Kemba Walker, it doesn't mesh with this team. Like, the front office has to own all that stuff. I, you know, they've been an average front office on the whole since they took over. I think you need to give them a three three solid years to figure out what they really are. Um you know, give him a chance to 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 bring that elusive star in, uh, but time's running out. You know, the season's not a good look. They have drafted well, though. So you know, we'll see what they do this summer. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, look it, again, a season that has gone as sideways as this, everybody, nobody escapes. Play, uh, Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? Great to see you, man. Um, I uh, I wanted the Knicks to lose that game. But geez, the Sixers are annoying to play against. Uh, I would have liked the Knicks though. I'm still rooting for wins. I, I'm such a glutton for punishment. Uh, liked a lot that we saw from RJ, and quickly agreed. Game ended when RJ had the beautiful pocket pass to Randall, and he blew it. That was a, such a nice pass. It was such a nice pass, and Randall, like, I again, I don't know what you say about Julius Randall at this point. That hasn't been said. Is he now? Is he six for thirty over the last two games? If I just did, he take fifteen shots today. Um, I know he. T- I know he was two for fifteen in the last game. Oh, he's four for thirteen. So he's 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 six of his last twenty eight from the field. It's not great, Bob. Um, yeah, uh, Jason, what's going on, Jason? Burks coming back. In is the type of decision that has ruined the season. Uh, playing vets. Uh, over younger players that have earned their minutes. Hashtag fire Tibbs. Um, again, this is – again, I don't have any – at this point, I have no leg to stand on in terms of, like, defending Tibbs. He hasn't he hasn't coached well this year. The 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 one leg I have left to stand on to a certain extent is that, like, I don't think, it, you know, put any other coach in the seat tonight. The Knicks aren't winning that game. Like, if he kept Burks out and kept in – or uh, I'd put in, I don't know, Reddish – Top in Deuce, like whoever you, you know, name 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 anybody. I don't think the Knicks are winning that game. Like the Knicks don't have a, a playmaking point guard, which, when it gets to the last five minutes of a game, and teams like the Sixers are like, okay, we got to wake up and actually play defense now. Um, the Knicks have nothing to do other than give the ball to Barrett, and they were keyed in on Barrett completely, so they weren't going to let Barrett beat them. Um, So I I don't think putting Burks back in lost them the game. Did it help? No, it didn't help. Burks had a great corner three that missed. Like, if he makes that shot, Tibbs maybe looks a little bit smart. But he didn't. um, Didn't help. And, you know, we'll see if Tibbs survives. Probably isn't going to. Um, At least he finished the game quickly. Thank God for that. Forgotten NYC. Not sure who I want gone more, Tibbs or Randall. Um, I, I know who I want gone more. Uh, Gee Hooper then for a coach uh, trying to still win games he sure does make some game decisions that have lost him 17 14 of 17 games very interesting um, yeah exactly ex- you're Gee Hooper you're spot on if he's trying to win games and he's making decisions to win games he's doing a shitty job of it because they're not winning you know um, I don't think anything he could have done today or Friday or in Some of these other games make a difference, but, like, can you point to things he did or didn't do in the games where they blew big leads? Absolutely, you can. You know, those are games where, again, he trusted his guys and he shouldn't have. Should have gone in different directions, And who knows where the season would be now if they had maybe not completely fallen apart at the end of the first half of the season or before the All-Star break. And there's been other games, too. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? Good to see you as always. Shout out to Ray for his great newsletter contributions this week. Yes, shout out to Ray Marcano. Um, Very happy to have uh, been able to publish those in the newsletter this week. Um, Great stuff looking back in an important period of Knicks history in the late 70s, 79, 80 season, when the Knicks um, were the first team to have an all-black roster. Um, They weren't a great team, but they weren't a bad team either. And uh, it's something that is not celebrated. And especially this being Black History Month, we should probably celebrate that a little bit more. Um, Was thrilled to print that. Was thrilled that Ray could write that. And uh, for anybody who hasn't uh, checked those out, I strongly encourage you to do so. Also, a a shameless plug for my write-up of uh, Nat uh, Sweetwater-Clifton, who was the first um, black player to sign an NBA contract. And he signed that contract with the New York Knicks. And he was very good, made an all-star team with the Knicks. Uh, very underappreciated, underrated, um, and under-discussed player in Knicks history. So, um, yeah, thank you for bringing that stuff up, Jessica. Um, uh, continuing your comment, I highly recommend subbing to the newsletter. Thank you. Lost IQ, uh, finding his way home. Another fun Star J performance. Yeah, any good stuff from the young players like, is going to put a smile on my face. I love what we're seeing from RJ. Love what we saw from Quickly. Love what we saw from Sims. Some good moments from Reddish. Like that's what you got to latch onto at this point um, with this season. Robert Cross again back for more. John, is it fair and reasonable to say? uh Oh, I don't like where this is going. Um, we founded something. We found something in Sims. If so, perhaps we should aim to acquire seven more second round draft picks. Well, they have a billion second round picks coming up in uh, two twenty three and beyond. Um, yeah, they found something in Sims. He's an NBA player. He's probably, you know, a backup center, but like he could set a hard screen. He could jump really high. He could snatch a rebound. He's strong. He could catch a lob, not as good as Mitchell Robinson. He's not as good an offensive rebounder as Mitchell Robinson, but he could, you know, he's a guy that has a rim running dive, man. I think he's an NBA player. Um, Which is great that's all you could want at the 58th pick hell that's kind of you sign for that with the with the 28th pick and uh yeah i'm I'm excited to see where sims goes from here uh certainly glad he's getting time and i'm a little upset the fact that he's getting time is only because noel may be on the shelf i never want to see noel play another game for the knicks um so i hope we keep getting a lot of Sims minutes Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, back for one more. As I mentioned during halftime, what's confusing me is that Tibbs is the reason Deuce is here. What is Tibbs seeing that could be worse than point guard Burks? I have no idea. If I had an answer to that question, I don't know. I don't know what I'd be. Probably not doing anything much different than I am now. Um, No, I don't have an answer for that question. I don't know why we're not seeing Deuce. Um, I've been saying for weeks, I would very much like to see Deuce. I don't know what, is not being done behind the scenes, is not, you know, what is not being accomplished in practice. Um, because, you know, and I said this during halftime if Tibbs thought Deuce could help him win games, I think he'd be playing them. He'd be playing him. So he trusts Burks more. Burks hasn't rewarded his trust. It's as simple as that. And he's, and he's making him look horrendous in the process. Uh, Hush, Sue, what's going on? Hush. How insufferable was Brooklyn? Um, Harden literally looks like a completely different player. Randall is the most least clutch player in the league. Seriously. I hope he gets traded, praying every day, need more cam. Um, I mean, Harden is like, this is what Harden always has been. I mean, he, he, he powdered his way out of Houston. He powdered his way out of Brooklyn. I don't think it's anything to do with Brooklyn. I think it just has to do with James Harden. Um, he's a guy I'm very happy I never had to root for. I would never want to root for him, um, but you know, Sixers might win a championship this year, and they are certainly not going to mind rooting for him. So, uh, as for Randall, like I don't know, I'm I'm very quickly getting to the point where if Randall is on the team to start next season, I'm going to be disappointed in the off season. I am ready to move on, come what may. Uh, he is such a frustrating player to have to watch. And I'm, I'm just over it. Last year was magical. We'll always have last year. He played so hard on defense. Um, that player is gone. And replaced with a guy that has shown flashes on offense, but again very clearly is a guy that functions better on offense when he has the ball in his hands. And I don't think we have any evidence from this year that he's ever going to be able to be a really helpful offensive player um, without the ball in his hands a majority of the time. And, oh, by the way, when he had the ball in his hands a majority of the time most of this year, he sucked then too. So, uh, yeah, I'll make a deal with all of you. I would sign off on Tibbs being gone. Um, if they could trade Randall and, uh, everybody gets what they want. How about that for a trade? Um, Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? My wife was worried too, that I was setting myself up to be angry when turning the game on, not no more hon. I look forward to see more Sims going forward. RJ is the leader at this point. That's probably my favorite part about the RJ thing is like, it is so clear that this is his team now. It's so obvious. And that's great. That's what needed to happen this year. And we could go back and forth about all the things that have gone wrong and how far that this season has set the team back as far as, you know, their reputation around the league. Obviously, they're going to, you know, they're going to get a new coach at some point or probably be Johnny Johnny Bryant. He seems to be well-liked. That'll probably help their reputation. Um, Johnny Bryant seems like a guy that, you know, young players or stars around the league. Uh, may want to come and play for. So that's that's encouraging. Um, but, uh, you know, more important than any of that, um, RJ is the guy. And RJ needed to become the guy this season. And he's the guy. And he looks the part. Um, not to be the guy on a great team, but to be the guy right now. And I think, unlike Randall, I have full confidence that RJ is going to be able to be a damn good number two someday. To some, you know, star level player, the right type of star level player. Um, And I'm not sure who that is. Um, Although there's a there's a there's a guy in New Orleans that I know is very divisive, but, um, you know, wouldn't mind seeing him get the shot. Um, Robert cross back for more. Love you, Robert. First time in a long time, John. This is a great bit. I love that this is the bit that has replaced hashtag 53 wins as we head to 53 losses. Do the Knicks make it a priority to move Randall in the offseason? Some pros and cons here. I don't I don't think they make it a priority. I just think they're gonna listen to offers and um if they get an offer they like, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna move him. I think that the difference is that, you know, again, it'll probably be with a new head coach. And I think we know that Tibbs, if he has had input, my guess is that Tibbs has been like, if you're trading Randall, you're getting me a star back now. Is that, is that still going to be a hard and fast rule? Like, would they trade Randall for an interesting young player, you know, and like future picks or something like That's the question we don't know. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like, I pitched my fake, you know, Portland trade in which we'd be getting back Anthony Simons. Like, if I'm Portland, I would never do that. I would never give away Anthony Simons for Julius Randle. Um, but you never know. And it, it, the sign and trade would be a little complicated because of salary matching rules, but there's a way to get it done. Um Maybe the Sixers, and there's just been some news now about Dame looking to come back for the, for the, maybe the, the, the late stretch run. Like maybe they're all in on Dame and maybe with Dame there, they don't want to pay Anthony Simons, you know, $20 million a year or whatever it's going to take because he's a restricted free agent. So, like, that's a deal that I think the front office would love to make. Um, does it mean it's going to be a priority to for them? I, I think they're going to take every deal on its face, um, and 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 you know we'll see. Drew P, what's going on, Drew? Looking at RJ's twenty twenty two stats, what will they offer him? Oh, I, I think I said this on a recent post game. I'll say it again. I, I think he's a he's a max now. He's just he's he's a max. Day one, midnight, whatever, max end of conversation and and God knows his agent like that that's that's the demand there is no negotiation maybe there's negotiation on like is there an option in the fifth year does our you know do they get a, a team option on the fourth year or on the fifth year probably not is it a you know do they give a player option on the fifth year I don't know if the Knicks would do that um but like you know, this is a league where John Collins is getting paid $25 million a year. So, you know, McHale Bridges is getting paid, um, you know, $20 plus million a year. And I understand that there are people out there and those people might have a point that McHale Bridges is still like, you know, a, a more useful player to like a contending team than RJ Barrett. But it, whatever, it doesn't matter. RJ's getting the max and uh, and he should. So, yeah. Hush Zoo, what's going on, Hush? Tibbs is doing a great job, uh, a great tank job, leaving us with a high draft pick before his firing. Honestly, I respect him for that. I don't think that's why he's doing what he's doing, but it is working. Uh, Robert Cross, I saw Cullitz wrote a nice piece for the Strickland. Um, I have been on vacation, as you know, so I did not catch that yet. I I look forward to reading that, though. Do you think GMAC can sign him to an extension, um, or should the KFS community be concerned here? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to, I'm, I'm supposed to get on for a podcast. Um, I think you're talking about Jeremy Cohen. I, I don't even know. You talk, maybe you talk about Benji, whoever you're talking about. Um, I feel confident in the fact that, uh, KFS will retain its talent. Um, but you never know. It's always scavengers out there. Uh, forgotten NYC, um, noting that we play Philly again on Tuesday. I think I'll pass. Uh, thank you, Max Cyril, for um, your contribution. And here's your comment. Not too long ago, we would have been talking about how this was such an encouraging game for RJ. Very true. We've, we've actually, I think, become a little spoiled. Um, hope he can string some more together. Now it's ho hum, not a great performance. That's my positive takeaway. It's the best takeaway that I've heard so far today in the chat. Um, I love that you pointed that out. Once upon a time, it would have been like, yeah, you know. 24 points, 22 shots, a lot of shots to get to 24 points, but some really nice moments, some really good drives, you know, got himself, uh, you know, five rebounds, six assists, you know, 12 free throws or 10 free throws. Now it's like, it's expected. This is what he is now. Um, so that's great news. It is great news. Ah, thank you, Andrew. Andrew just, uh, and Andrew says, all future Jeremy years are team options. Thank God for that. So, yeah, I look forward to reading Jeremy's. I'll give a shameless plug here. What is the Leon Rose-led Knicks process, and is it too soon to judge it fully? Um, I think I have a guess as to what the process is, and I would agree that it is too too soon to judge it fully. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, with one more here. The DeRozan thing reeks of hindsight bias. Kevin made sense at the moment was low risk. They haven't done anything bad long term. The best young core we've had in a while. Um I agree but when you're a front office person and you're a coach that's how you're judged. If your decisions don't work out, you know, you're the one that made the decision. I think I think some decisions are more reasonable than others. Um I for one argued that they should have gone Um, in on DeRozan last year. Um, I think I would not have gone the number that Chicago went, but lo and behold, that was a good decision by them. Like you have to, you have to be judged by that harsh standard. Um, What I think is the more interesting question is like you point out here that they haven't done anything bad long-term like, Sadly, you could kind of say the same thing about Steve Mills after the the Timmy signing, <laughs> you know, or I guess once Scott Perry came aboard, um, the bills Perry combo. Like they didn't do anything bad long term. I, I think we have to cut. We have to get to a play. And JB always loved to point this out, and people got on him for for it. I think we always we have to start judging our front offices here by a different standard than you know. Did they did they Isaiah Thomas this thing? You know? Um and they certainly haven't done that and they have drafted well. And there's been a lot of good stuff here. It is low risk stuff. But at the same time, like whether they were responsible for it or not, they had a great thing going air last year. And, you know, some people will blame this season all on Tibbs and and I guess Randall, and that's fine. But like I think if you're the front office, you have to own the fact that all those good vibes are gone so i think they they can be judged a little harshly um although i i'm i'm still a proponent of them and i'm i'm still excited to see you know what we do what they do uh alex do you think there's any chance tibbs and leon rose are on the same timeline when it comes to their job security after all tibbs was leon's guy uh i think leon is safe um so no Um, I don't think they're on the same timeline. I think it'll be a bad look if Leon fires his guy. Um, But, you know, like when's the last GM who got to go through like more than two coaches? Uh, I guess... I guess it was, it's been a while, uh, far enough back that I can't remember who the hell it was. Like typically if you're the president or GM or whatever you want to call Leon Rose, like you're not, you're, you're not, if like he fires Tibbs, then whoever the coach is at that point, you know, assuming he either makes Johnny Bryant, Bryant, the high, the, the, permanent guy, or, or he hires someone else this offseason, which I, I'd be shocked. I think it's going to be Bryant. Um, like he's probably not getting another bite at the apple. Uh, especially since you know Dolan has an itchy finger, and Dolan has powerful friends who like to talk to him and tell him your team should be doing better than this. So you know, I would think that they're not on the same timeline. But like Leon's clock definitely starts the day he fires Tibbs, or the day de- the day Tibbs steps down, or whatever whatever bullshit they they say when you know he he is no longer the coach of this team. Um, giafrass22, do you agree with Tibbs that Alec Burks starting and having a big role gives them the best chance to win now? If not, what is your ideal rotation going forward? It's a great question. And I will deflect an answer and then I'll give my answer. My deflected answer is going to be the same thing I always give, which people are tired of hearing, which is that I think... Whatever Tibbs is seeing behind the scenes, whatever Tibbs is seeing in practice is informing him about the decision more than anything else. So do I think there is logic to having Burks be the starting point guard? Yeah, I think there is logic to it. Do I think it's the best decision? I, like, I'm judging it against an unknown. I'm judging it against what? I'm judging it against a kid, Induce McBride, who we've seen play, you know, I don't know, 100 meaningful NBA minutes, if that, maybe 60, 70. So like you're asking me a question where I I don't have the information, which is why my default is always like you you trust the guy that has been proven to be good at his job that has all of the information. The quickly part of it's a little bit more interesting to me, as was the Kemba part. I thought it was insanity that he kept running Kemba out there. And it's still the question that I have. And it's still something that I have no idea why he kept doing. it. And I wonder still whether it has to do with locker room stuff and other factors and this, that and the other thing, or whether he was just like, (laughs) I need a guy who has point guard experience. Um, But whatever that was that I don't think was the right decision. Do I think Burke's continuing to start over a guy like quickly is a better move? Um, I, you know, if you're asking me what I would do if I was running the organization, yeah, I would give quickly a shot at the starting point guard position. Um, Would it be better or worse? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. But I know I want to give quickly those minutes. I know I want to see how he does with them um, because he's the future of the team and Alec Burks is not. So, but like, I don't know, like there's a, at the same, like, you know, you you see, you see a Burks-led unit give the ball away and throw the ball and kick the ball around the fucking court for, for h- half a quarter there in the second quarter. And like, nothing could be worse than that. Um, So, you know, it's not working. Uh, my ideal rotation going forward, I think I mapped it out in a newsletter, but I would Play Deuce, play quickly, play all the kids. Give Randall 25, 30 minutes a game. Give Fournier 25 minutes a game if he wants. I'd shut down Rose. Um, Actually, no, I don't know if I'd shut down Rose. I might run Rose out there for 15 minutes a game just to play with Toppin. So I guess what would my ideal rotation be going forward? Um, I'd mm, I'd probably start Deuce alongside RJ, Cam, Randall, Mitch, play Sims off the bench alongside Obi, uh, Grimes, quickly, and who did I forget? Um, I guess we could still play Fournier. So start Fournier and shut down Burks. That would be my ideal rotation moving forward. Um, Juan Cruz, thanks for the contribution. Gee Huber then, conspiracy time. They haven't committed to starting a young point guard in the fear that they don't want to yank him after getting the splash that they've been looking for in a trade or free agency at that position. Um I don't that's a little bit too too far for me. I just think they don't trust these kids to run point guard. Um, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, Alex, what's going on, Alex again? Uh, thanks for the contributions. RJ loves the game is unselfish and has a very high basketball IQ. Unlike someone else. I wonder who you could be talking about. Um, I don't worry about him only playing hard and smart for a contract. Neither do I, I think the whole, you know, built for this thing with RJ and New York, uh, and being a Nick is legit. Um, I think he was made to play under these lights as they, as Tibbs has said, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam at a bio intimated it the other night. I think they're right. I don't have any fears with RJ whatsoever. Um, I don't know if other people said that RJ, um, that they are worried about that for RJ, but you know, um, forgotten NYC. What do you make of the popper report about, uh, Donovan? um, I'll be honest if it was an explicit report that like was something along the lines of that. I don't know. Um, if someone wants to pop it in the chat, uh, let me know, but I haven't seen anything explicit. My, my understanding of the, of the, uh, Donovan Mitchell situation is just the same thing that's been kind of fluttering about, which is that every Nick fan should be rooting for a first round Utah jazz exit. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, Andrew, can you pin my last comment? Um, that's what, well, let's see. Some of us have it. Um, if you could, if you could refer to it in the chat, um, then I'll, I'll be happy to comment on it, but I have not, I have not seen it. So, but generally on Donovan Mitchell, I think he's not long for Utah and, uh, He's going to get out at some point, and I think the Knicks will be on his list. And I think they want him desperately, you know. Um, okay, here's Jason's comment. Um, we got to talk about Obi and Randall playing together. It worked tonight. Not a good look for Tibbs. Yeah, I thought it worked pretty well. Um, they obviously didn't have any rim protection when they're in there. But, I again, you're preaching to the choir. I've been wanting to see that combination since training camp. Um, it's not a great look for Tibbs. I don't disagree with that one bit, um, but you know, there's a lot of not great looks for Tibbs this season, which is why I said six weeks ago, or whatever it is, five weeks ago, when we did mid-season reports, report cards. That's why I gave Tibbs a C. Don't think he's been a good coach this year, um, but you know, my my issues my issues have been have been um, that he is the reason for why they are losing. That's where that's where I kind of differ. All right, um, I don't think anybody's putting the putting the um, Popper report in there. I will take a look at it and I will comment on it um, on the podcast with Jeremy that we are recording. I think in like an hour or. Um, Half an hour, I don't know Andrew, uh, I forget when we're supposed to record I know we're supposed to record soon though So that's good Anyway, um, I will see y'all again in a couple days When we uh, lose another game to the Sixers But until then Enjoy what's left of your weekend And uh, talk to you soon Peace out